0: News kids, I'm Rose and I'm Zara and together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. This week we're talking about the UK's general election, Halloween, Bonfire Night and Guy Fawkes, the origin of humans, why it's good for children to solve puzzles, And the Rugby World Cup Final. Hello, it's Zara here. Last week I spoke to you about Boris Johnson wanting to hold a general election on the 12th of December. General elections are usually held in the UK every five years under the Fixed Term Parliaments Act and every five years, Parliament is automatically dissolved. However, Boris Johnson wanted an earlier one so that the Conservatives might get a majority in the House of Commons. Well. Earlier this week, after a lot of debate in Parliament, Members of Parliament voted to go ahead with a general election to be held on the 12th of December this year. After Members of Parliament voted on it, the House of Lords also agreed to the election and the Queen approved it by giving the royal assent. Parliament has now been dissolved, which means that the Members of Parliament have started campaigning to get their jobs back. So, how does this all work? Well, The UK is divided into 650 areas called constituencies and each has a Member of Parliament who represents the constituency in the House of Commons. During a general election once 18, each individual in the area who is entitled to vote can vote and choose who they would like to be their MP. So, during the next few weeks, politicians will be knocking on doors, debating with their rivals and delivering speeches to try and convince people who live in their constituency to To vote for them. The candidate who gets more votes than anyone else becomes the MP for their area and they win a seat in the House of Commons. Most MPs belong to political parties, and whichever party wins more seats than other parties put together is considered to have won the election. Votes will be cast on Thursday, the 12th of December and we will find out the following day which party has the most votes. There has not been an election in December since 1923, and there is a concern that because of the colder weather and the darker evenings, people will be reluctant to actually go out and vote. It is very important to vote, though, if you are entitled to vote, and you you don't get to have your say about how the country should be run. Hi, it's Rose here. Last week was so exciting because it was Halloween. Zara and I went trick-or-treating in our community and it was so much fun. We decorated our house and had loads of sweets and chocolate ready for anyone who came to our door. So, what is the story behind Halloween? Halloween is celebrated on 31st October each year and originated from an ancient Celtic festival. The Celts who lived 2000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland, the UK and northern France celebrated their new year on the 1st of November and this day also marked the end of the summer and the beginning of the winter. The Celts believed that on that night before the New Year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated salmon when it was believed that the ghost of the dead returned to Earth. So people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off evil spirits. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III decided November 1st would be a day to honour all saints. Soon, All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. The evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve and later Halloween. By the 1920s and 1930s, Halloween had become a widely celebrated community holiday, particularly in the US, with parades and parties as entertainment. So, where did trick-or-treating come from? No one is quite certain, as it is a very old tradition, but this reportedly dates from the Middle Ages in England, when poor people would visit the houses of the rich and receive pastries called soul cakes in exchange for promises to pray for the homeowner's dead relatives. In 19th century Britain and Ireland there are many accounts of people going house to house in costume at Halloween reciting verses in exchange for food and sometimes warning of misfortune if they were not welcomed. But the term trick or treating wasn't used until the 1920s when it was adopted in America. Nowadays, Halloween has evolved into a whole day of activities with dressing up and trick or treating—a focal point of every Halloween evening. It was lots of fun going around our community, wasn't it, Zara? It was, except for that one house that spoke me out so much, and I ran away. I didn't take any sweets, and I had na- nightmares. My brother ran out crying and didn't even take. I was gonna, I was gonna cry. Ex- it's so disgusting. Speaking of disgusting stuff and scary stuff, do you know that scientists have discovered a new way to heal wounds after surgery based on the way that spiders give out glue to catch their prey in the rain? Yes, I heard that story. Scientists in America noticed how spiders' glue absorbed water, helping to secure their next meal. After observing how spiders behave, scientists created a new double-sided sticky tape to heal patients' wounds after surgery. Scientists are still testing in the laboratory to see how it works, but maybe in the future could actually be used on real patients. Right, Rose? Well, (laughs) did you know that my sister yesterday read a book about maggots and how they also help to heal wounds inside? like if you were out into the woods and you are climbing and you hurt yourself or got a cut and you couldn't reach a doctor in time, you can always use maggots. We are both going to have lots of nightmares after this episode. Hello, this is Zara again. Straight after Halloween, there's another fun event every autumn on the 5th of November. Every year, people all over the UK light bonfires and enjoy fireworks to celebrate bonfire night. Some people have fireworks parties in their neighbourhood and light bonfires and sometimes have organised fireworks displays in public parks. Did you know that there is a historical reason for this? And this is because it is the anniversary of an intent called the Gunpowder Plot to blow up the Houses of Parliament in 1605. A man called Guy Fawkes wanted to blow up King James the First and his government, because of religion, England was a Protestant country, and Guy Fawkes and those working with him wanted England to be Catholic again. So they thought that this could be achieved if they killed King James and his government. Guy Fawkes put 36 barrels of gunpowder underneath the Houses of Parliament in London in preparation to set off a huge explosion. However, one of Guy Fawkes Fawkes' group sent a letter to one of his friends who worked in the House of Parliament and told him to stay away from Parliament on the 5th of November. The letter was found by the King's supporters and guards, then broke into the cellars where members of Guy Fawkes' group were waiting. They were arrested, tortured and executed. King James I decreed that the 5th of November should be the day that people always celebrate that the gunpowder plot didn't happen. Bonfire night can be a lot of fun, but many injuries have occurred in the past as a result of fireworks being used incorrectly. That is why many safety campaigners have been calling for the sale of fireworks to be restricted and for more professional displays to be organised. We don't celebrate Bonfire Night in Dubai, but... If you are attending any bonfire parties this week, please be careful and follow all the safety advice you receive from adults. Hi, it's Rose here. In a new study published last week, scientists explained how they believed that the original homeland of human beings was in Botswana, in Africa. Previously, some fossil evidence has suggested that modern humans originated in eastern Africa, but now, DNA evidence has pointed to southern Africa, in a region south of the Zambezi River. Professor Vanessa Hayes from the Garvin Institute of Medical Research in Australia said, it has been clear for some time that anatomically modern humans appeared in Africa roughly 200,000 years ago. What has been long debated is the exact location of this emergence and subsequent dispersal of our earliest ancestors. The researchers worked with local communities in Namibia and South Africa to collect blood samples and then trace DNA links to understand how groups of people had moved around Africa over time. DNA is short for The oxy-bone nucleic acid every human cell contains DNA and it's like a special set of instructions that tells the cell what its job is and scientists and doctors can use DNA to find out whether people are related to one another. The area in Botswana is now covered by salt flats But after studying rocks and fossils in the area, the research team concluded it was once home to an enormous lake, maybe twice the area of Lake Victoria. The wetlands created a stable environment, providing everything ancient humans needed to survive for around 70,000 years. But eventually the local climate changed and the lake region began to break apart and people began to move further afield. The first migrants are thought to have ventured northeast, followed by a second wave of migrants who traveled southwest, and the third population remained in the homeland until today. However, the study has been met with skepticism from other researchers in the field who believe that the DNA analysis cannot on its own tell the story of where humans originated. Hello, this is Zara again. This week, some very interesting findings were released from a study led by researchers at University College London. Researchers found that eight-year-olds who have strong problem-solving skills keep them in old age and so it has been claimed that solving puzzles as a child could help reduce your risk of developing dementia in later life. Dementia is a condition that usually affects elderly people. It affects people's brain and it can make it difficult to remember things. People might forget who family members are Or they might get lost or forget what everyday things are called. It can make people behave in a way that they have never behaved before and can be very difficult to deal with for those suffering from dementia and their families. Scientists from University College London studied 502 British people born in the same week in March. 1946 who took thinking and memory tests at the age of 8. The same people took the tests again between the ages of 69 and 71 and it was found that childhood cognitive ability, that means your ability to think and reason as a child, is very strongly associated with cognitive scores more than 60 years later. Dr. Galacher, a professor of cognitive health at the University of Oxford, said that parents who help build up their child's thinking and problem-solving skills could make them more able to fight disease. Now, about eight hundred and fifty people in the UK have dementia and it has always been thought that keeping the brain active lessens the risk of developing dementia but this research suggests that actually it is very important that children's brains are stimulated From childhood So I think we should all be doing more math And more problem solving What do you think Rose? Well I think it's a very good idea That young people Especially kids Do some problem solving Once in a while or so In year two we tried Sudoku And it was really fun Sudoku Sudoku. And And it it was really fun It's all like exercise for the brain Because you have to do stuff kind of quick fire It's like how we do physical exercise The brain is doing that exercise. It's like taking your brain to the gym. (laughs) In my (laughs) math lesson, we have extension things where we have to do stutu's or ken-kens and all kinds of stuff that involves the brain. I I don't really do that, but we do problem solving, which is really good for me. And it kind of helps me to do challenging things, and it's just really good for my brain. Playing a musical instrument is also quite good for the brain, especially maybe violin, as it's quite difficult to get the notes right. You always have to think, and thinking actually improves your mental health. Do you play a musical instrument? Well, I do. I play the piano, and I've got an exam coming up somewhere in January. What about you Rose? I play piano and violin. My exam for violin is on Thursday next week. Here again, it was an exciting weekend for sports as the Rugby World Cup final in Japan saw England play South Africa to see who would take home the famous Webb Ellis Trophy. It was a big moment for England, who last won the Rugby World Cup in 2003. There was lots of excitement leading up to the last game. New Zealand, who at one point been the favourites to win, lost to England in the semi-final. My dad was so upset about New Zealand as he was born. Although fortunately he's English too, so he can support both. After that game, England were given a £2,000 fine for their response to the All Blacks Hacker. The Hacker is a traditional dance of the Maori people in New Zealand and has been adopted by the All Blacks since the early 1900s. The All Blacks perform the Hacker at the start of every rugby match, and most opposing teams accept that it is a part of rugby's heritage and face up to the All Blacks during its performance, with both teams standing about 10 metres apart. However, at the recent semi-final match, the England team adopted a V formation, meant to symbolise V for victory, and crossed the halfway line, which is against World Rugby rules. England subsequently won the match 19 points to 7. The £2,000 fine will be donated to World Rugby's official charitable programme, Told Run Past It Back, which is transforming the lives of more than 25,000 disadvantaged Children in Asia. So, back to the final. South Africa put in a winning performance and took home the trophy, beating England 32 points to 12. Congratulations, South Africa, on such a memorable victory and bad luck, England. The next Rugby World Cup will take place in 2023, so it's not too long to wait to try again. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.